0: It's Wednesday, September 13th, 2023, and I'm Dave Sobel. Three things to know today. MSP optimism meets cloud cost concerns, a tale of growth and strategy shifts. AI and privacy, the U.S. tightens its regulatory web on tech, and rethinking business technology, Apple's iPhone, and the potential of mobile
1: workspaces. This is the business of tech.
0: The Channel Futures' second quarter 23 quarterly market outlook survey of over 150 MSPs and technology advisors revealed that despite macroeconomic conditions, MSPs are projecting an uptrend in sales and profit, with 71% projecting to increase full-year sales and 69% projecting to increase full-year profits in 2023. Technology agents continue to invest in their businesses, with 33% stating they increased their full-time employee headcount in the second quarter of 23. Both prioritize lead generation and go-to-market success and are increasingly leveraging generative AI to optimize their processes and tailor their offerings. A survey of 500 UK companies employing fewer than 250 people Found that almost two thirds of SMEs that use cloud computing services will take steps to combat their rising costs by the end of 23, with a third planning to reduce the amount of data they store in the cloud and 24% reducing the number of cloud services they used. The report suggests that increased cloud costs are causing some SMEs to move some of their data onto on premises storage systems to mitigate the increases. Per two studies, independently by Synergy and Forrester, some customers are questioning the move to these services and have started to bring workloads back in-house. Operating applications and services in the cloud can be just as costly as owning and managing your infrastructure for this purpose, and sometimes more. Cost pressures are forcing organizations to look more closely at their cloud investments, and 67% of enterprises surveyed say they are not seeing the expected value from the cloud. Why do we care? It can be entirely reasonable to use on-premises to combat cloud costs. What can also be true is using the cloud to combat cloud costs. Because it's dynamic, a business can scale up and down. Let's not lose sight of the fact that providers expect to gain ground too. That means growth, which will come from multiple levers, including existing customers, who we're observing are looking to save on cloud costs. Do I see a match made in heaven for cloud cost management? Of course I do. And so do you. There are so many updates on the regulation front today. The U.S. Copyright Office has denied artist Jason M. Allen's request for copyright protection for an award-winning image he created with the generative AI system Midjourney. The office stated that the science fiction-themed image was not entitled to copyright protection because it was not the product of human authorship. This image won the Colorado State Fair's art competition, which received national attention as the first AI-generated work to win the contest. Allen told the office that he input numerous revisions and text prompts at least 624 times to arrive at the initial version of the image using MidJourney and altered it with Adobe Photoshop. The Copyright Office has previously rejected copyrights for AI-generated work, including images by artist Chris Kashtanova and computer scientist Steven Thaler. It's not just the Copyright Office. The Federal Trade Commission is making a case for aggressive antitrust enforcement and has outlined several practices that could trigger government intervention. The FTC foresees antitrust exposure, where incumbents that offer both compute services and generative AI products wield such arrangements to discriminate against new entrants. The FTC appears poised to scrutinize exclusive deals involving compute resources, such as graphical processing units, that are key to competing for generative AI markets. Eight more companies, including Adobe, IBM, Palantir, Nvidia, and Salesforce have pledged to follow safety, security, and trust standards for artificial intelligence, joining Amazon, Google, Microsoft, and others in an industry-led effort on safeguards. The companies have committed to testing and other security measures, but these are not regulations or enforced by the government. There's also more activity at the state level on AI, joining California. Kansas has introduced a new policy for generative artificial intelligence that prioritizes citizen data and privacy while remaining flexible enough to adapt to innovations. The policy requires responses generated by AI to be reviewed by human operators for accuracy, appropriateness, privacy, and security before being acted upon or disseminated. The policy applies to all businesses involving the state, including developing software code, written documentation, correspondence, research, summarizing and proofreading documents, and making business decisions. The policy is treated as a living document, allowing for adjustments as generative AI improves. And know that lobbyists are working here, too. Politico gives insight on work to influence state-level AI bills in California, Connecticut, New York, Massachusetts, and Illinois in an effort to stave off stricter rules on companies. The industry is concerned that states often act faster than Washington on tech issues and can impose stricter rules. The lobbyists hope to nip strict AI regulations in the bud, and neutralize the threat of new rules from state capitals, regardless of where Washington ends up. However, consumer advocates are concerned that industry will dominate the discussion and that states like California and New York are places to do model policy on AI. And this model works. Washington state's My Health, My Data law, which provides expansive health data privacy protections, has become a model for other states. The law includes a ban on using GPS technology to show when a mobile device enters an area near a health provider, a guarantee that Washingtonians can request healthcare data deletion, and a prohibition on collecting and sharing health data without explicit consent. The law's success shows that strong, narrowly targeted data privacy legislation can pass when stronger comprehensive bills cannot. And health data privacy has emerged as a particularly voter-friendly issue. Nevada and Connecticut have since passed health data privacy laws modeled after Washington's. And a quick update on state privacy laws, including the Indiana Consumer Data Protection Act, the Iowa Consumer Data Protection Act, the Montana Consumer Data Privacy Act, the Oregon Consumer Privacy Act, the Tennessee Information Protection Act, and the Texas Data Privacy and Security Act. Additionally, several states have passed laws specific to children's online safety, such as the Utah Social Media Regulation Act, and Texas's Securing Children Online Through Parental Empowerment Act, or SCOPE. Why do we care? Providers should be aware of these laws' requirements and effective dates to ensure compliance. There's so much meat here. And noting that the state level in the U.S. will be moving faster and more efficiently, yet also have much more ability to be influenced, state legislatures are far more accessible and looking for expertise from the market to guide them. The takeaway on the AI block here is that there will be compliance. This won't be social media all over again. Note that the Copyright Office is laying down a precedent. AI-generated works don't get a copyright. This is important for those who consider intellectual property their asset. You can't protect it if it comes from an AI. Details like this will be valuable in helping customers. Apple had its big iPhone and Apple Watch event yesterday. There's new devices, and I won't cover them here as plenty of gadget outlets exist for that. But there's a technology and business angle and a New York Times piece with insights. Over the past five years, the iPhone has increased its percentage of total smartphones sold worldwide while expanding its share of sales in four of the world's largest regions. Apple has grown its smartphone empire as the broader industry has faltered, with sales of Android smartphones plummeting. Apple has overcome price sensitivity by creating a business reminiscent of U.S. car sales. It's been lucky with two of its biggest challengers, Samsung and Huawei, stumbling in recent years. The iPhone has avoided wobbles with a reliable blueprint. Apple annually updates the iPhone's spare but sleek design and reliable software and brings it to the masses with an operations machine that assembles 200 million flawless iPhones a year with military precision. Now why do we care? I think a lot about the power of the smartphone and what it means to data security, privacy, and workflows. Think of our first story of the day, managing cloud costs with an option to move back to on-premises. When you consider the implication of that cost-cutting move, was mobile at the top of your mind? I'll admit it wasn't for me, and I'm reminded of the vast power of this portion of the market in mobile devices. One of the features in the new iPhone is USB-C, but more importantly, in the new Pro models, a full USB 3.0 bus. Project out to the future. How close is the possibility of just plugging your mobile computer that lives in your pocket into a dock and just working? Now, rethink your design approach for that return to on-premises. And that's why we care. We're not there yet, but how far away Thanks for listening. Today, International Chocolate Day. I picked that one because chocolate. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. The Business of Tech is written and produced by me, Dave Sobel, under ethics guidelines posted at businessof.tech. Like the content? Support the show at patreon.com slash mspradio or buy our Why Do We Care merch at businessof.tech. If you want to reach our listeners, visit mspradio.com slash engage.
2: Part of the MSP Radio Network.